0: Welcome to a Healing Peace podcast. My name is Kimir Baker. I am an overcomer, writer, speaker, and God enthusiast. I am fueled by helping women achieve their emotional healing so that they can live the abundant life God has for them. In this podcast series, we provide faith-based inspiration to men from emotional hurt, along with tools and tips for emotional wellness. In your journey, as you apply these tools and tips, you will begin to live the transformed life that you always desire. In fact, you will possess a new you. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed our previous segment about our self-worth. Our self-worth is so valuable. Over time, you may want to go back and re-listen to those four episodes, podcast number 83, 8FO, 8F5 and 86 to cultivate your self-worth. Before I get into this episode, you know what time it is, it's our wonderful PSAs. Yay! Okay, Y'all might be able to tell me for verbatim what they are. Here we go. Please take a moment to subscribe to our channel on whatever device you're listening to us on. Please leave us a great review and do not forget to tell your friends about us. We are in the encouragement business and love to shout out. Now, back to this episode. I got a question for you. You know how I like to ask you guys some questions. It's a great opportunity to get you started reflecting and thinking as we get going. I don't want to disappoint, so here we go. Have you ever had a season in your life where you felt like everything or everyone was taken away from you? No matter what you did, someone else left your life? At that moment, you felt alone? And your question, maybe am I doing something wrong? Mm-hmm. Or how about you deliberately left relationships, a job, or the like because you knew that you wanted to do something else in life? Perhaps you realized that you were not being treated properly at the home or in the job. Or you just wanted to have a new adventure. In both situations, they all involve sacrifice. There is faith required to determine that there's something better for you. And you know what? I had similar experiences for both occasions. After graduating from college, I began my new career in IT. You know, I'll you know, be talking about my IT while I'm going back to the beginning. Initially, everything was going great. That honeymoon phase was incredible. I was learning new things and a sister was getting paid. I was truly blessed. Can I say? Blessed, blessed, blessed. Mm-hmm. About a month into my new job, my church home announced that they were looking for missionaries to help start a new church about two and a half hours away. To be on the mission team will require relocating and securing new employment. When they made the announcement, I was so excited. And then, quite quickly, I became deflated. I thought to myself, why didn't you guys make this announcement sooner? I just started a new career job and there's no way I can quit now. You see, I wanted an adventure. I wanted to serve God. Well, time moved on and I began to settle my new job. Unfortunately, about six months into it, I was slowly losing my interest. I really did want to be a missionary. But me being me, I said, okay, I'm going to keep my head up, and I'm going to continue my commitment. And another month goes by. Now, this month was a little bit more special. During this period, my family abruptly moved out of state. I was not expecting it. They were not expecting it, but it needed to happen. I decided to go with them for a couple days, brief moment, to help them move and get situated. I did that, I had a good time, and I came back to my good old faithful job. But things kept ruffling. About two weeks later, my best friend moved away. Well, by this time, a sister started crying. And then two weeks after that, the guy I liked and put my hopes in decided to like somebody else. i would have to tell you, they eventually did get married. Not to mention, after all this, I started to have problems with the job. Uh, they wanted to fire me, but instead, I guess this was being polite, they decided to put me on probation. And then, I'm going to tell you, there's more, there's more. After all that, I had to downsize and move into a small apartment with a new roommate to whom we were not that good friends. And I'll tell you, I was like, God, come on. I can't take anymore. I truly felt like Job. And for y'all, if y'all don't know who Job is, Job is the guy in the Bible who lost everything, his fortune, his family. Then he had friends around him who weren't telling him the right stuff. They were just adding salt to the wound. For me, I didn't necessarily have a friend problem, but sure enough, everything I loved or cared about was slowly stripped from me. As I stated before, I was crying. Yes, I was. During this season, I felt unsure. And alone, I also began to feel trapped. Why? Cause I wanted to be a missionary. But despite my emotional suffering, I was like, okay, I, I still, I still know that there's, there's something there for me. And so I decided to spend time fasting and praying for God. Shugs, I, to be honest, I was praying that God would heal my wounds because of. I lost everything and what appeared to be everyone at the same time. But ladies, I will say that in the midst of all of that, at the end of the year, I made it. <laughs> you know, you get to that point where you finally, like the next day, like, oh, I made it to the next day. I can't believe it. Or, oh, I didn't think I was going to get to the end of the month. Yep. I didn't think I was going to make it to the end of the year, but I did. And here's another great thing. By the end of the year, my church finally decided to send off their missionaries. And I was included in the bunch. I would do like the fake Calvin, but you get the gist. In the midst of all this, though, I was sure that I mean, you can already hear that it was a difficult season. Everything that brought me comfort and peace was gone. This was the season for me to learn how to lean on God and to allow him to provide the steps for my journey. Because I had a plan. My plan wasn't working out too good. And as I share this, I am so reminded of Paul. In Philippians 1, Paul describes being in prison for preaching the gospel. He lost his freedom and his way of life. He was trapped in a home being guarded day and night. And even though, I'll say, even though he was in prison, he still was concerned about preaching the gospel and helping others maintain their faith in Christ. Somehow, oh, Paul is a great one. Somehow. By being stripped away from his freedom and not being around those he loved, he still was able to rejoice in the truth. He also knew that he would be delivered from his circumstances. He knew that he would stand trial and be delivered from being imprisoned. Philippians 1:19 states, "For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through prayers and the provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Paul, as I said, I love me some Paul. He's a bad dude. I mean, he pretty much started all the churches in the New Testament, a devoted man, and uh but in this season of his life... He understood that prayers and the supply of the Spirit, who lived powerfully through him, would deliver him from circumstances. I want to add, I'm going to say this, that even though he was in prison, he still focused on Christ being glorified. He suffered because his life was going against the grain of society. And he suffered because he taught others about Christ. As a person viewing this situation, you know, be objective, subjective, you know, look at it. And in viewing this, I could only imagine. I know he didn't do it, but I can only imagine someone saying, man, God, I'm doing this for you. Man, but why am I being punished for living for you? Should you not place a shield around me? Why do I have to go through this? You could have, let me say, you could have stopped this a long time ago. Finally, God, I just flat don't want to do this anymore. This is not how I pictured my life. And I know as things get hot, these are some of the questions that we throw out there. And especially when we're doing something good. And I'll tell you, even though God didn't spare Paul from having this experience, God supplied Christ to help Paul get through it. And this is very, very key. So many times we have difficulty in recognizing the manifestation of God through Christ. Because we immediately think that we do not deserve to be in the situation. And before I move on about Paul, I want to take a moment to kind of like talk about Jesus. Because as I was reading this and and as I was thinking about talking about this with you guys, One of the things that popped in my head, I'm going to say God popped it in my head for me, is that this really highlights the sacrifice that Jesus made when going to the cross. I say that because the night before going to the cross, Jesus was betrayed and eventually sent to death. We know that because, you know, cross, Jesus, okay. But during that period, He stated he could easily call down a legion of angels to spare him from going to the cross. But he declined because he knew there was a bigger purpose. Think about it for a moment. We all know that any kind of death is painful and suffering. And going to the cross and the things that he endured in that 24-hour time span is really horrific. And in this particular case, Jesus was not spared from the situation, even when it was in his power to do so. What does all this mean? The bottom line is that we are going to go through some things. But as the passage reveals, God's answer to our deliverance is prayer in the supplying of Christ. We have access to the same power that rose Jesus from the dead. Mm, 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 mm. Can I say that's powerful? And as I share this, like, I don't want you guys to get, you know, consume and feel bad about yourself because I know I am a culprit in this area because I don't know anybody who likes to suffer. I don't know anyone who wants to go through cry, cry, And in those moments, those emotions, they get so heightened. And then you were just like, oh, Lord, take me out. And I have to be careful because I do that all the time. As I stated numerously, I'm a cry and I'm a prayer. But one of the things that God is constantly teaching me is that in that moment, I don't have the bigger picture. In that moment, I don't know what he's trying to get me to mature in, to grow and learn. And as I say this, I'm also reminded of you know, he didn't stop his son from experiencing pain, and he deserved it more than anybody because he was perfect. Now, I'm not perfect. But even though he didn't stop it, it didn't mean that he wasn't with him. It didn't mean that he didn't hear his cries. It didn't mean that he didn't have compassion for his hurt and his pain. But he held on because. He knew that something bigger was going to come from it. And sometimes I'll tell you when I was going through my job season, you know, I had to fight to get to a place of surrender. And that still exists. I spent months praying and fasting. I said that already. But I'll tell you what my true fight was it was to be in tune with the supply of the spirit living. Through me. Sometimes we just don't know that the Spirit is living and guiding us through circumstances. Sometimes we just don't know that the Spirit is the one providing us with the strength to keep going. As I say this, you know how I be like talking about my little bike rides. I'm going to bring up my little bike ride. A couple of weeks ago, I went from a little ride. The temperature is starting to cool off a little bit. So it was a wonderful day. Nice, sunny, nice little breeze. I had my little music on. Just chilling. Just, just my little de-stress time. And by the time I finished, I uh, went, you know, mount my bike and to, you know, head home. And as I was mounting my bike, my arm got caught underneath the seat. And, as I tugged to set my arm free, the pin from a little watch band snapped, and my my hand, my little watch was dangling. I caught it real quick before it fell to the ground, and I noticed that the pin was missing, and that's why you know my watch was dangling so i i i you know got myself situated and decided, okay, let me go ahead, finish mounting the bike, and then I'll work out a solution." And while I was mounting the bike, I became frustrated. I did. Because I didn't want my new watch to be broken. I hadn't had it that long. And then, so, while I was mounting, I started thinking, okay, like, how am I going to fix this? How are we going to make this work? So, I started thinking about my old watches at home. And I was like, well, what I'll do is I'll just go home and get the band for my old watch and put the little pin in. And then I'll have my watch. I was like, okay, I got a solution. But by the time I finished mounting my bike, I started thinking, "Man, I just don't want to go home with the dangling watch. Most people would just put it in the car and just wait. Uh, not so much for me. What did I do? I decided to stoop down on the ground to look for the little silver pen. So I looked, and I looked, and about two minutes later... I found it. Of course, I was so ecstatic. I was like, oh, I found a pen. A pen. I, I mean, it was tiny. I picked it up and put it back in my watch, and so my watch wasn't dangling. And I felt really great about being able to go home with my watch fixed. Because, on the one hand, too, I was thinking, well, you know how sometimes you start getting distracted? I didn't want to go home and get distracted. From getting my watch fixed. So I was like. I'm just going to go down. I'm going to hunt for it. I'm going to find it. So I can go home. And do what I need to do for the rest of the day. And you're like. Come here. Why are you telling me about this pen and this watch? This don't make any sense. Okay. <laughs> Here's the point. Here's a point in my lovely description. And that is. Sometimes. We just got to get on our hands and knees to seek out the Spirit in our lives. It's so easy, and I mean it is easy, to try to fix things on our own versus looking for God in every situation. And with me and my watch, I I had a plan initially to go home, fix it. And, And that's sometimes what we can do in the midst of trying to get through the circumstance We try to fix things, and in the process, we overlook what God is trying to do or how he's using the spirit to get us to a different place. And if you remember, a while ago, I interviewed a young lady who is now a mental therapist in podcast number 81, A New You, episode 43. Preserving Your Value, Part 2. Sharice, she shared that she tries to find God in every situation. And you know what? This is the same for our deliverance. Take time to see how Christ is living through you and is providing what you need for deliverance. At the end of the year, during my job season, I realized several key things that God did for me. One is, in order for my family to move, they needed help financially. As I stayed in the beginning, a sister was getting kind of paid. And so in that job, God provided the financial resources so I could assist my family in that way. Another thing that he did was that, and I said it before, I I downgraded my living arrangements. But during that time, he taught me the value of not living extravagantly. And, you know, that was really needed to be a missionary. And remember when I said that I had a roommate that I really wasn't that good kind of friends with? Well, during that season, we became great friends. And I learned that to value all types of relationships. Because it's so easy to cling to those people that you think are there and you have all these common elements and so, you miss out on learning something new by having a fresh relationship, and that roommate situation I've learned a lot about myself and about her as a person and you know what that too was essential for a missionary trip. Why being able to learn how to talk to other people that were not in your common area, and the only thing that you had to is being able to share about God. What about the boy that I lost? Well, he actually really was not ready to serve God in the same capacity. Most likely, he would have been miserable because his heart was elsewhere. Of course, my family didn't return, but God provided other relationships Where I could still have that family connection. And last but not least, the best friend that I lost, well, she was on the mission team as well, and we were able to reconnect. I say all those things because during the season, I wasn't keenly aware of the bigger picture, what God was doing. And in that time, not only did he deliver me from my emotional state and the conflicts that I endured. And I forgot to tell you, the other key thing about that situation, when I was at my job and they got a little crazy and they wanted to fire me and all that good stuff. Well, when I moved, it was so much harder to find employment because they wanted people with experience. And if I did not spend that year getting that experience, I wouldn't have been able to work and and financially support myself doing the mission team. So again, in all those things, you know, God was working out for my good. And I say all this as I began to close out, is that God is continually with us. And it takes time and persistence to discover how God is supplying Christ for our deliverance. I don't want you to give up on it. I want you to be able to spend some time and and, and wrestle through those things that are uncomfortable and challenge and go back through and look at, man, what am I what am I learning in this season? You know, how did my needs get met this time? How how did I get delivered from losing everything? I'm mean, Go back, go back. All right, because I'm I'm about to go on a tangent. I'm like, oh, we're gonna be here all night. I'm going I'm come I'm, I'm, I'm gonna settle up, settle up, settle up. And I just want to share that next week, oh, it's gonna be incredible. Ooh, I'm so excited. I have a friend coming. I've been waiting for this friend to come for a good minute. She's very wise, and and I look forward to the things that she's gonna talk about. But we're going to spend more time talking about Paul because, you know, he was able to see his purpose clearly despite not having his freedom. And we're going to talk about how to be alone with ourselves in this confinement period and and how to find joy and hope in the midst of overcoming our tough times. And you know how I do. I, I love to give you some practical insights and not just the word. But we're going to have the word. we will have some practical insights. But again, I just want to encourage you with, we're all going to have hard times. But God is here to help us overcome. He is here to deliver us. We may still have to walk through that part of the season. But by gosh, he's going to be there to take care of us and supply our needs. All right, now come back next week. We're just getting started talking about these things and I'm excited for what's to come.